This is social cues. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what happened? I didn't press record on anything. <laughs> I was moving a, a cord. You said I'm ready to begin, and I said yes, but my body said no, and I really am deeply, truly sorry. Hold on. Let me catch up. <laughs> that was, I don't know what happened. Okay. Hold on. Let me take a sip of coffee and like recenter all of my chakras. <laughs> This is Social Cues, where we go on a sometimes deep, always painful dive into the questions, why did I do that? Why did you do that? And what the fuck are we all doing anyway? I'm Mary Fitzsimmons, off-the-clock mental health therapist, and the alto that sang Umbrella at my high school senior farewell concert. And I'm Nikki Palumbo, writer and comedian and soprano both by voice and culture. Wow. And we are here to explore, discuss, and overthink every single thing we've ever done, seen, said, Ordered off a menu. Oh. Discussed with a masseuse. Okay. You're talking during those? <laughs> I've honestly, I've never been. The thought of someone touching my body repetitively makes me want to run for the hills. Yeah. I don't know how people do it. I do go semi-regularly and the invitation from the masseuse to say, let me know if this pressure is good. I have never RSVP'd. I have like never responded in any other no. way than absolute panic, silence, and then like clenching my body when it hurts. <laughs> Can I tell you? Which so they will know because they know course, the body. They'll feel it. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> they will feel the tension. I recently signed up with a new doctor actually through the LGBTQ center uh -huh. in L.A., and they send a survey that's like, how confident are you that you can discuss what you need with the doctor? Oh. And like, it was like a 20 question survey about like, how confident are you that you can talk about challenges you may face in implementing a treatment plan? Like all of this stuff that was, I think the, the heart and spirit of it was like, how should the doctor, like, should the doctor really check in with you and like mm -hmm. really go slow because it might be hard for you to advocate for yourself. Oh my gosh. Which was incredible. But even when taking the survey, I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can advocate for myself. <laughs> like, uh, no, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and, and cuties, we have four episodes that say we cannot. I cannot. <laughs> They were giving me it out, and I was still like, no, I'm a good little boy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's honestly incredible. Yeah, we have so much um, audio proof that that is not true. <laughs> I, at this point, wouldn't be surprised if it was just written somewhere in my chart that was like, this is a patient who really doesn't know how to push back. Actually, that's not entirely fair. There are certain times when like, I know what's wrong and why I'm at the doctor. And I'm like, here's what I need from you. Can you just do it? Oh my God. And then I'm sure I get like a little like bitch asterisk like yes! on my medical chart. Okay. This is such a hard line. This actually, I will bring this back up in the, why did I do that? Great. But it is so hard for me to advocate for myself without being bossy mm -hmm. like it i i can't do it casually the word that ruined all <laughs> little girls around the country yes bossy. i know i fuck know. that bossy. word bossy yes bossy and lazy we are no longer 
allowing to exist. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be stricken from any record ever. Yeah. I will say more by why did I do that? But okay. it is very hard for me to stay regulated enough. Like mm-hmm. I'm just, you can just tell through my vocal cords that I am not well <laughs> when I am trying to say what I need. You're, you're, you can see like a bicep forming on your vocal cord. Like it's like, they're about to punch me with words. Their security guard is like alert. It's like winding up. Yeah, yeah. Why I oughta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you what? get uh, prescribed spinach. And it's like, we got to give Popeye some different strength. One thing I do need to discuss in terms of just what's up and what's been happening. Mm-hmm. Last night to the little social cuties out there, Nikki and I went with a group to see a movie I will let Nikki decide if we share what if we movie disclose. that was. <laughs> yeah, but before that movie, we went to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville mm-hmm. in Universal City Walk and had a great time. We were with a group of 10. Yes. And we're seated in what can only be described as one long table on a like refurbished pontoon boat yeah it felt like we were on a river boat yes yes Yes. but there was only one way in and then you were trapped i was seated in the middle (laughs) i'm laughing because i did have to pee the whole time no yeah nikki got stuck at the very far end against the wall i i think i meekly said if anybody wants to slide all the way in and then like (laughs) i waited probably as long as you do to introduce segments like an imperceptible segment second and i was like okay i'll just do it and then i think me and matt both had to go to the bathroom the whole time oh and matt was on the other side here's the thing i heard you say that my journey was i was processing where everyone was going to because this was the group was basically a mix of people that we know very well Mm -hmm. and then a mix of and then like a couple that I don't know as well, but I know they're lovely and they're kind of like periphery friends and the invitation is there to build that friendship. But mm-hmm. I was just like, I'd been seeing clients all day and I was just like a little tuckered out social wise. So I was sure. seeking comfort and I was just waiting for the chips to fall where they may of like where I was going to sit. Classic. So I left you hanging fully. I will say I heard your plea for help. I and also I left myself turned hanging. away. Yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't have to be so eager following the host to the table. I, I, I could have taken myself to the bathroom at any point when we were waiting. Okay, you, you but know? following the waiter when you're in a group is yeah. that like very coveted like line leader role from elementary school? A hundred percent. Like you're like very special. I'm a little bit like that when I take tours places. Like I'm like, I'm going to make some jokes that only you hear, buddy, because you're doing a good job. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I have to be star student. And I often wonder how often the Universal Studio Tour people remember me. (laughs) And it's never, but I like to think they always think your photo is in their break room as guest of the month. (laughs) You really make their day. Okay, so so the way that the table ended up, Nikki was trapped. I was trapped in a different way in the mid, like yeah, dead were, center of the table. You were boxed in, yeah. And here was the problem. On one half of the table, on one side of me, was a group that had been at like the Universal Park mm-hmm. that day mm-hmm. and also had been on edibles. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of on a different journey. They'd yeah. also like had one of the crazy like rum tequila vodka blue when, drinks when that beverage came out and it was like neon blue i yes. remembered earlier while we were waiting for the whole group to come 
he was like, oh yeah, I had a, we had like cocktails in the park. And I was like, what color were they? And they were like neon. So I yeah. knew, <laughs> I knew that they were on like the highlighter, like quartet journey of just like <laughs> melted jello. Yes. Yes. So they were like kind of just in a, yes, in that world. And also that was the side with the couple that I didn't know as well. Mm-hmm. So that was that uh, to my right. And then to my left, w- my voice cracked to my left, <laughs> you and Sam. <laughs> You're like, I can't even address what was to my left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm frightened. Um, you and Sam and then uh, two of our other friends. And, mm-hmm. and I feel very, very cozy with that side of the table mm-hmm. and also hadn't seen y'all in a minute. So sure. I like really wanted to like go that route. But it was just the toughest spot because I did feel like I needed to... I just didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to like turn my body and close myself off. Also, Michael was next to me on my right. And so he was kind of trying to keep the Universal Studios gang engaged. And I didn't want him to feel left alone in that. Yes. So the whole dinner, I just couldn't decide. And I kept... You were watching a tennis match. Yes. Just left to right. I'm sure it was so unsatisfying for... It was kind of like when your mom walks in halfway through a movie and is just like, so what's been happening? And you're just like, you haven't been part of this. Yeah. You don't really get to join right right now. It's like you were asleep for all of the exposition. It's not my job to explain a movie to you. This isn't your thing right now. So... And I wasn't regulated. I wasn't a calm presence. I was like very stressed and... I think part of what was hard was that the right side of the table was a little high. So mm-hmm. also the conversation was slippery and a little harder to like get into anything totally. anyway. Yeah. And it was just a tough time. I had yeah. a great, like, I love everyone that was there. Mm-hmm. was very grateful for the Margaritaville of it all. <laughs> a, a true, yeah. Like it, it really felt like we all were like, let's have like a high school Friday. Let's. <laughs> yeah. Go to a chain restaurant and then see a really interesting choice of a movie. (laughs) And break out into like La Vie Boheme Uh while we wait for appetizers. Absolutely. I will also, one thing I want to shout out is our waiter. (laughs) Can only be described as someone who is single-handedly managing an emergency room Uh and is short-staffed. Like the way... He was bringing us emergency waters, which was his term, Uh sweat dripping from his brow. I also want to call out the restaurant was like pretty empty, like not did not seem to call for the urgency that he was experiencing. And then the other thing I want to call out about the Margaritaville environment was at one point four teen boys walked in and they were all dressed in all black with gold chains and they all kind of looked like different angles of timothy chalamet incredible (laughs) and i just like they walked by and i like grabbed sam's leg and i was like look at the teens (laughs) it was pretty incredible it was great morphing into one teen boy who is fully in his 20s uh that's incredible yeah it was truly an experience i do want to commend you for your like you didn't seem stressed thank you so you were very i appreciate that you seemed present (laughs) thank you okay i did at least recognize it was happening in the moment like i was at least like okay mayor here we are in a situation that feels a little bit stressful and how do we want to move forward Which I would watch the hell out of that Netflix, like, VO comedy yeah. of just, like, <laughs> it's it's Grey's Anatomy, but just, like, all of the situations are just social. 
but yeah, also shout out to the waiter. Um, Sam almost had her own um, first class orange juice situation in that she tried to order a ginger ale and he said, jerk chicken. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he didn't fully realize that that's not what she had said until she started ordering a burger and he was like, whoa, two meals. Okay, but you also wanted the jerk chicken and she said no ginger ale <laughs> oh wow Which, and good on him for clarifying yeah to be fair right i yeah i think that feels like a pretty basic like this is what One i of the heard things i've really noticed about la waiters specifically is they'll really pay attention to like how much you're eating and at what pace in this oh. and like in a sense of trying to be helpful it's happened a few times to me where they'll be like We'll order like two appetizers and then the meal. And then they'll be like, really take it slow on this first appetizer because it is really filling. Like, like it's it's kind, but uh-huh. it also has a tint of uh, like a tinge of like, hey, slow down there, buddy. <laughs> like it's a little like a little bit of a cautionary tale. Uh, you don't get it for free if you clean the plate in 10 minutes. <laughs> Which is, I will admit, how I eat. Like... You eat so that your picture could be on the wall. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to be famous one way or another, and in small restaurants around the country is fine with me. (laughs) Just a huge plate of steak. Yeah, yeah, just a plate of steak. My favorite (laughs) serving size. (laughs) Yeah, no, the, the ADHD, like, dopamine hunting really kicks in with, like, food. Um, Mm -hmm. where it's like, well, the first bite was fantastic. I'm going to, I'm not going to notice that the rest of them aren't the same until I'm done. Yes. Very. Yes. Task to be completed. Yeah. Let's get, let's get it through. I'm a truffle hunting pig for dopamine (laughs) in my food. (laughs) I'm really looking for it. Oh, I relate to that so hard. Yeah. So, you know, but that's, um, yeah, Margaritaville. Love, love the memories. <laughs> love the memories. The ahi tuna nachos. I do recommend. Anything else going on? Anything else that's up in your world? Oh, I guess I have a little also social cues, social news. In that, great. I I think I've invented a new way to <laughs> invented. Uh, I'm patting myself on the back so hard because I. <laughs> I'm trying to make new friends. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I mean, honestly, you do deserve a lot of credit. Okay. That is a huge deal. Well, then, uh, pat on the back, recommence. A friend I used to know from New York is in LA now, and she reached out to me and she was like, hey, I'm in LA. Do you want to like get together? And mm-hmm. this is like the beginning of like a, yes, I am interested. Now who takes the like le- the yes. scheduling lead? Yes. So- mm-hmm. I- I was like, there's okay. a lot here already. I'm thrilled that we're talking about this. Great. Tell me everything. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to be the person that just is like, here are some options, you know, Beautiful. like, let's just like, yes, not even be like, well, when are you free? It's like, let's just like decide on the activity and then we will schedule. I think. Love it. Great. So I said something like, what are you, what are you interested? Like, what sounds, what's a normal thing? I think that <laughs> was my phrasing. I was like, what's a normal <laughs> thing here? Coffee? Dinner or wild card sword fighting class. <laughs> Incredible. Amazing. <laughs> and that's the one I think we're going to do. Because Stop. She, she was Stop like, what you're saying. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm interested. And I was like, this, I think, is my new favorite way to like really take the expressway to like 
bonding in friendship to be like, here's something I think I'm genuinely interested in. Are you? Is this a thing we could be doing together? Nikki, if you do not recreate the scene from The Parent Trap when Lindsay Lohan meets Lindsay Lohan, (laughs) I swear to God you will have wasted this opportunity. That's actually an incredible note. Yeah. Okay. Um, has to happen. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> even though we're, um, we're both dressed in our Chessie denims. <laughs> is what I've just noticed. Chessie is absolutely one of my fashion buckets, 100%. Yeah, how could she not be? Um, As it should be. Yeah, but that is, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Have people been out here doing this? Just like, yeah, we could do the boring stuff. Or do you want to do something cool with just me? <laughs> Love. I mean, it's really a brilliant decision. There are a couple (laughs) things about this whole scenario, though, that I do want to call out. One is navigating when you move to a city that someone from your past lives in Mm -hmm. or vice versa, like Mm -hmm. when they move and reach out to you. Because when I do it to someone else, I'm like, they're going to be so charmed that I'm reaching out. (laughs) But when someone does it to me, sometimes I'm a little like, yeah, that was 20 years ago, babe. (laughs) Sorry, we're not close. Yeah. You're like, you kind of missed the boat on being my cool friend. Yeah, which is terrible. I don't, I'm not proud of that. I think that that is a limiting belief that I have. That's um, so funny. Yeah. But I, I think that that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I think I'm very much, and I think this is like a pretty like consistent energy in my life. I'm happy to receive like invitations. Like I think anytime mm. something like crosses my plate, inbox, DMs, I'm like, oh, maybe there's a reason like this person has re-entered my atmosphere. Sure. Yeah. Um, That's a very magical way to live. To go sword fighting. <laughs> She's really my great. long lost twin, Mare. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I can't wait for your <laughs> real parents to be reunited. Uh, um, I I think that's great. And I think I want to adopt that moving forward. Great. I think the other aspect of this is making... Pl- One of the things I've been really running into is how do you like... When there has been a precedent set where both of you, both of, both of the people involved in making plans mm-hmm. have been a little slippery or a little non-committal. Or a little like, yeah, let's hang out sometime. Or even worse, both people have canceled Mm -hmm. once or multiple times. Do you just have to let it go or do you keep trying? Because I, that is just a really tough one for me. And especially when I'm in seasons of burnout, I am unfortunately a canceler. Yeah. And so sometimes this will happen. I have one person in my life specifically that I just adore deeply, but I think it has been six months now of trying to hang out again and Mm -hmm. it's just it feels impossible right and I really again I can't tell if it's like what the power dynamic is like if I'm trying to make something happen and they're trying to not or like I don't know I can't I can't you're like are the cosmos at play and we're just not supposed (laughs) to see each other this year like what force am I battling up against right um right yeah absolutely it's emotionally exhausting because it's like I want to be your friend let me be your friend I know we have life stuff happening but you know if I pitch a date that doesn't work for you but you do want to hang out pitch a different date you toss one back absolutely we gotta be I know we gotta be playing life's volleyball here 
It's the yes. only sport I really understand because I played it for 10 years, but even then, <laughs> barely. <laughs> Here's part of another dynamic of the difficulty is like, I think a lot of people, we're all now in our 30s, a lot of our friends are as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are getting sober. And I think that there is just, like in the past, it would be like hanging out is just like, let's go to a bar, let's grab a drink, or sure. like, let's come over, have some wine. It, that just felt like such an easy tent pole. Mm-hmm. And also social lubricant of alcohol that made things feel easy to do. Sure. I do think sober hangs like, let's go bowling. Let's go to the Luna Luna exhibit. Let's mm-hmm. go to a museum. Like all of these things are very fun, but also in some ways take a little bit more energy and a little bit more planning, a little totally. bit more creativity. Totally. And I think it does make it a little harder to like, and no, it's not a deal breaker. I'm also not saying that like sobriety means your friendships fully <laughs> suffer. I don't think that's true, but I do think that there is just a little bit of like, what plans do we make? No, for sure. I will say as the sober party in most like friend plans now i'm happy Mm -hmm. to sit at a bar i love the vibe of a bar i miss it sure my dream is to like open like a fairly dry queer space just because it's something missing in like the community landscape it feels yeah of just like a place that is the vibe of a gorgeous cocktail bar but you can like have a i don't know a, a mocktail or a, yep. a jerk chicken ginger ale, you know, whatever you're feeling sure. that night. Um, yep. But yeah, it's like, I think it is just <laughs> like the... <laughs> Sorry, my brain was lagging. That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to clip. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and um, <laughs> make it my ringtone. <laughs> I think that that is important and would be really fun and we are looking for investors to make nikki's dreams come true please. of opening up this space so, um yeah i mean i it. love like a an na wine i'll sit on somebody's living room and drink my, yeah. my expensive juice um, you, this is what you're saying is very important because i think that i am maybe i'm making a lot of assumptions and being too careful about what people feel comfortable around and sure. i think i just need to ask them that yeah you're like hey real quick why are you sober? Because <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after two, I get a migraine the next day and I just lost Ugh. too much of my life in my 20s. Real. So you know, real. It just does yep. not agree with my body. My delicate yep. little stupid worm body. <laughs> I think I also just want to like put it out there that also if you are a sober person, like you also get to ask for what you need and that's great. Sure. And maybe people already know that, but I think across the board, I find that our generation of millennials have a hard time with just saying what they need. Mm-hmm. And so instead retreat into avoidance. And so I think I Big just want to put it out there for either people who are sober or people who are not, you can actually just say what you need, baby. <laughs> and we love each other and we'll all hang out and the plans will be smooth from there. Gorgeous words to live by. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Shall we move into our first segment? Yeah. So our first segment is Why Did I Do That? Why do I do that? This is a segment where we break down the play-by-play of a truly regrettable incident in hopes of someday being able to sleep at night. Nikki, do you have a why did I do that Mm -hmm. today? (laughs) I do. (laughs) It's, I know why I did it, but it just makes me laugh to think about, um, Last winter, (laughs) I went on vacation. We went to Hawaii and we took a beautiful whale watching tour. And I cried for like two hours because it was gorgeous. I felt incredibly moved. Whaling with the whales. Wow. 
and that's my Write podcast that I do with those guys. Because <laughs> they sing. Um, and they do drop like a type of microphone into the water and you can hear whale songs and it's beautiful. And I was wow. an emotional wreck just in that like the idea. This is not the why did I do that? I, <laughs> I'm happy to have been crying on the sea. Um, but like they don't the scientists on board and the captain of the boat, they were basically saying hunts were hunts. Whales were hunted to near extinction. And so we don't know enough about them that we should. Sure. And it's really only since like the seventies that they've been able to like grow their population. Um, and at the time I think it was like, uh, bill after bill of like anti trans treatment. And I was just like, Mm we're like the whales yeah, <laughs> and we're not, they're not going to know enough about us. It's going to be amazing when people oh, are like wow. 40 years old, 50 years old, mm-hmm. 60 years old. And we're like, yeah, we don't know why they sleep like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. So yeah. That, but like such parallels to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm fully, fully there. It was uh, incredibly moving. And, uh, it was like another one of those, like, Oh, what are the odds I'm here experiencing this at this time? Um, that Mm. just feels like a beautiful, like synchronicity of life. And then the wind blew my hat off (laughs) 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 and I went flying into the water and I looked at it just bobbing on the waves. And I looked to Sam and I was like, I'll miss her. And then the guy sitting next to me flagged down the person on the boat. And he was like, we lost a hat over here. Do you have a net? Yes. And the way it didn't even cross my mind to ask for a rescue mission. (laughs) Like this belongs to the ocean now. It is one with the sea. I was grieving. I had moved on. I processed (laughs) all five. Yeah, it was. I looked at him like, I didn't know you could. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're just used to being able to like say stuff, huh? You're. I, I was oh like, my God. I tried, like I lost my hat, but then like tried to be even smaller to be like, oh no, somebody's going to notice my hat is gone and <laughs> can't possibly pull attention away from the whales. <laughs> the way I'm imagining this cis male, we think. Yeah. Is this? Yeah. yeah. Being able to say that, I'm guessing loudly, you're on the sea. You are. Got her attention right whales. away. That is so impressive. Yeah. And, and so wild to me i can't so wild but i realize that that is good and normal Mm -hmm. and we should all be doing that (laughs) the fact that i was just like and my hat's gone (laughs) (laughs) nothing to be done and then nothing to be done nothing to be done there's no way to get that back (laughs) um as i'm watching it like four feet from me um Uh, she as a whale comes up and it's on its head yeah. now and it waves to you and yeah. gives you a wink a little a little backwards hat mo- moment and you're like that's the cool substitute teacher of the whales um yeah she brought it back on board and i put the wet hat on my head and then that's how i rode the you rest put the of the hat on your head mm-hmm. well because i was like I'm not gonna lose this again great <laughs> soaked Incredible. my hair oh. yeah just like a kind of like a compendium of why did i do that uh, oh my god <laughs> i went on a carnival cruise with my family twice and i'm not one that is meant to be on the sea i'm mm-hmm. a pisces but i don't do well on a boat okay, i just great. i don't do well yeah. i get sick i feel stressed it's a whole thing 
But I also get very, my journal gets very poetic when I'm on a boat, probably because Pisces. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I get very like existential. And so I was journaling one morning on one of the decks and I saw like a woman's scarf, like a, like a, like a, like a sarong oh, okay. type of thing that you, I don't know, just like a flowy billowy pink fabric with beads fly above me like it was on a deck above me it like flew over me and landed in the sea and then i saw it kind of like the waves were kind of turning from the boat and i saw it get eaten by mm. the water and the way that image haunts me <laughs> to this day i still think oh, about it yeah. i'm like it's in the bottom of the ocean or it's like trapped around a fish's fin or something yeah. but i think about that sarong at least <laughs> once a week and this was in like 2016 <laughs> oh my gosh i hope that sarong made it to the queerest fish in the sea and they are just swimming like rainbow fish yeah absolutely um strutting their stuff <laughs> oh my god there's just like it just felt so, one, depressing because I was like littering bottom mm -hmm. of the ocean. These cruises are like not only churning out fuel and gas, but like trash that Debris, people... yeah. Debris. And then also just the like <laughs> something that someone picked out for the mm -hmm. vacation to like feel really good about themselves and have it just fly away and be eaten up by the grit of nature i don't know there was something about it that really it still gets to me <laughs> yeah i mean there's it's also like such like a beautiful example of we are no match for the sea we don't respect yes. it enough yes, there is nothing man-made that can fully 100 percent withstand the might of the ocean Absolutely. I think that's why I was already like over the hat. I was like, and that's the oceans mm -hmm. now. And yes. Right. The ocean <laughs> is in its hat phase and w <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I think that's part of why cruises also, I mean, a number of reasons, but one of them is I'm just like, I don't think we're really supposed to like do all of that. Yeah. And if you are, you're supposed to be like, an apprentice on a boat moving barrels around for at least 10 years before you can be trusted to like man the seas. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. one does not just casually sail the open sea. No, <laughs> I mean, we're still within the like six to 12 months of like rich people going to the bottom of the ocean to look at the Titanic. And it's like, yes, leave it alone. It yes. got down there because of we know why. So what are we what are we tempting? Just, yes. you can't trust the ocean. We're no. going to space. Space and the ocean, they're the same thing to me. We don't know what's yes. out there, and we shouldn't. <laughs> and some would say they're in cahoots. You ever heard about how the moon and the ocean are in cahoots? I think about it. You think about that sarong as often as I think about the, <laughs> the moon. I, I call the, the moon my arch nemesis. She is both my oh. friend and my enemy. The moon, the way the moon... Okay, raises the tides, affects the tides, mm -hmm. but also the tides within us. Yeah. I got to tell you, as a therapist, also I know teachers say this too about like full moons. My mom's a nurse and would talk yes. about like what happens in an emergency room on a full moon. Yeah. When there is a week of a full moon, I just know with my clients, it's going to be a tough one. Not just because across the board, yeah. 
the tears every like it's all churned up the mm-hmm. moon has a pull on us as well we're getting wild with it is what i'll say <laughs> i say this a lot and i really should like do any fact checking but i'm like if the moon can affect the tides and we are mostly water what this is what i'm saying you think we're not susceptible we're weaker than Nikki, the ocean <laughs> have a tear accidentally kind of trace your lips and tell me that is not the ocean within you. Sure. This is the thing. We <laughs> contain multitudes, one of that being the, the ocean seas. within ourselves. <laughs> the mighty seas. The way I wanted to say something so passionately and I had nothing to say. <laughs> I was like, salt water in, in our bodies and the gravity, and then it is. Okay? Okay. <laughs> But that is powerful. Um, This is reminding me, as we drove home from the movie last night, I said, you know what that movie felt like? A kindergartner telling you a story. Because it just (laughs) kept, more just kept happening. And I was like, what do you mean, and then this? (laughs) So that was a little bit what you were giving me right now. And then the salt, and then the, like, just like an impassioned child who has so much to say, but cannot find the language takes a sip of Kool-Aid and violently wipes their mouth while they gasp for air. Gulping and gasping, the echoes of a cup. Yeah, it's real. Oh, man. Do you still have this hat? I do. And it is um, salt stained from the sea. Perfect. Yeah. But, you know, I... I'm very grateful to have learned that yes, you can. Um, <laughs> you can, you don't have to give up right away. Sure, I'm not you sure that's always true about the ocean. Sometimes I'm like, eh, it just would be faster to drown. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm gonna swim for hours? Oh my god! But. I there's something just about the confident voice of like, hey, we got a net around here. Like it's coming from a lower chamber. Is how I'm imagining it yes. and this actually leads very beautifully into my why did i do that Let's because do this is kind of what i was talking about earlier about my winding up bicep of a vocal cord so i was out with friends i went with one friend we were going to go to the bathroom a single use bathroom so mm-hmm. my friend goes in first i'm standing outside the door on my phone casual because you know what else am i supposed to be doing in walks a group of i would say seven to nine people and they're all friends and they have all been drinking and they kind of just surround the space of where the bathrooms are Mm -hmm. like there's no rhyme or reason and they're all being very like a little like well we could go here you know they're having like a whole conversation a whole play is playing out i panic i panic because there's no order anymore and i and i don't even know if they see me standing there so i say there's a line. <laughs> my voice was coming out of the top uh-huh, of my head. Uh-huh. It was it was so yeah. high and tight and yeah. nasally. Well, because your body needed to communicate it like <laughs> faster than your mouth could decide what to do. Can I tell you? I <laughs> I would have looked around like, who said that? <laughs> well, okay, so this is what happened. So I say, there's a and then nerd this girl (laughs) looks at me eyebrows raised and she's like you're fine devastating humiliating devastating no you're fine 
And then my friend walks out, has heard the whole exchange laughing. He is laughing. He's like, he actually, is. that helped me go faster because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> he looks at me like, are you okay? And you're like, you heard her. I'm fine. <laughs> so just shame filled. Oh, I like no. slink into the bathroom and lock the door and they carry on with their night. But then I'm just like. I've just like become a presence in the space now that mm-hmm. was unpleasant. And yeah. I feel like crawling just into the ceiling tiles and then finding a ventilation system where I could just escape out the laundry room or right. something. Like I <laughs> really wanted to stop existing. Did they stay outside yes, the bathroom? Yes, so they stayed okay. outside the bathroom. They were waiting for the bathroom. Yeah. They just like didn't have any order. Like, yeah, there was they no were like, order. Well... <laughs> We got pit tickets to the bathroom, so we're just going to kind of be here. And you're like, um, okay, what? Well, there are assigned seats. So. Oh, so then I come out, and then I'm trying to be so sweet, and I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> still like so up here. Oh, my God. I just pterodactyl laughed, but that's, that. yeah. Yeah, where you're just like so... Um, uncomfortable with any kind of confrontation, which it is not, right? Uh, like, it it yes. really hasn't been, but it is. <laughs> but it is, is the thing. Oh, so. my God. I'm re- As I'm telling this, I am remembering just in this how this feeling feels in my body. I know there is a John Mulaney joke, which I know we say all the time we reference John Mulaney, which I promise we know other things. <laughs> but he is our godfather. <laughs> <laughs> I do know where he's like, someone's in here. But yeah. I think... It is such a relatable thing because your body is already a little uncomfortable. Like you're already like, I have yes. I have to solve this problem in my body mm-hmm. and someone is impeding my ability to do that. And I have to fight for my life right now. Like Absolutely. there's just no decorum that's going to happen right now. It's so, that is so real. I mean, yes. I think about like, you've already kind of like mentally and in many ways physically calculated when you will like yes. no relief yes so yes you had so many new variables enter and you're like well if somebody goes before me that's not really what my bladder thinks is going to be happening so yes this and is- part of this problem i think is we've talked before i don't know if we talked about it on the podcast but interoception so the ability to like know your internal body cues Mm -hmm. are harder with adhd and autism and so i just like wait too long to go to the bathroom anyway especially if i'm like having fun with friends i love to call them the pissed shivers when (laughs) i've waited so long and i'm like okay i now i really have to go (laughs) the only reason i went was because my friend was like i have to go and then i was like oh yes i've actually had to go for three hours (laughs) you're like we gotta stop coming to this market margaritaville (laughs) it's a place nobody can piss (laughs) so i waited too long panicked and it was just tough because i would say this crew that showed up looked like the latest cast of a new hbo show about being in your 20s in LA like they were so cool and just like already exuded were important people in this Mm -hmm. space so for me to just be so like yeah excuse me like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) I know 
it's humiliating it's those moments yeah you're like well i can't be proud of this but i am out here trying to survive i think all of them were wearing some version of a mesh shirt if that gives you any indication like that like some intramural football team Um, yeah, no, incredibly cool. Like, have never yeah. had a ha- have never had to wait for anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were like, this is a normal place for our, our gang to stand. Yes. Yeah. That's. I know. I. You are the majority. I am just one small worm. <laughs> yes. But I am now gonna make myself a target of your attention because I do oh need the God. right thing to happen right now, which is I literally acted as I'm though next. I was like pulling out a knife. Like I was so just like, I'm ready to go. Like just like fired up, calmed. Yeah. Literally her response was actually perfect of like, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. But I do want a flag. I do think it is yes. like generational response to like excuse me pardon me of this like response of you're fine that takes yeah to me i'm like there's no accountability there like you can see how this has this misunderstanding has happened yes you could say oh we know you're next you're fine do you know what i mean like it's just like this like kind of like a you're fighting Mm -hmm. your own battle over there We didn't do anything to you. And it's like, well, but you yeah. can see how I, I am, would be distressed. Now, yeah. Why I'm squeaking <laughs> like a tea kettle. <laughs> you can see that you have dialed up the heat. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Justice for me in that yeah. moment, because like, I felt so foolish. I already felt foolish the second it exited my mouth. Yeah, of course. And she did really underscore it with right. the response. Yeah, right. Where you're like, oh, you didn't match my energy at all. And now I feel insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hate like trying to get around somebody and I'm like, oh, excuse me. Sorry. And they're like, you're fine. And I'm like, you're not. You're in no. my way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So if they don't collaborate with me on our mutual existential apology. Do we Your can't get along. Steps of the dance. Thank you. Yes. Please mm-hmm. just yep. do them. Otherwise, I yep. look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dancing alone up here. Uh, and only Channing Tatum can dance alone. That's we, <laughs> we have many movies to prove that. <laughs> Our next segment is that fucked me up. This is where we uh, really dive into a piece of media or even foundational memory that haunts you or has informed your personhood to this very day. Something that really, you know, fucked you up. Mayor, what fucked you up? (laughs) Okay, so mine for today is, how do I even label this? The sympathy background edits for an American Idol contestant. So like... Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I actually, one just like popped into the YouTube of my mind. (gasps) A specific one? I think so. I don't think it's like exactly what you're talking about, but I know what you're talking about. But you're just like, oh no, why are we really milking this? And then they they do all of that. And then before they sing and then they sing and you're like, oh. Oh no. I know. It's cruel. This fucked me up on... Multiple levels. Yeah. One, sometimes it just hurts too bad. You know, Mm -hmm. like sometimes you're like, absolutely. I actually don't have the capacity as a 12 year old that has to finish 
their homework. <laughs> yeah, I have to take to do. on. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't take on the broken foster system right mm-hmm. now. You know, like I just Absolutely. personally can't really do that. I'm here for Clay Aiken, and that's all. So <laughs> end of list. <laughs> end of list. So that so it fucked me up. That was just the like heart squeezing sympathy edit. Mm-hmm. The other way it fucked me up though was when I would walk home from school, I would pretend like they were filming b-roll of me so i would like have a stick that i would like walk along a fence i would like longingly look at the playground while other kids were playing oh my okay i love the stick with the fence yeah i would like come home and and like sadly put my book bag down and pretend like i was like an orphan like i your story was you were a latchkey kid yeah 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 yeah, exactly that's incredible i think it's so interesting i don't even know if i want to go down this rabbit hole but I, I also wonder if this is like a very specifically like white experience of mm-hmm. the like, I want to sp- experience what it is to not have privilege or to suffer, which mm-hmm. I think we see that be very harmful when not addressed <laughs> properly. Sure. Obviously a big topic that we are not able to fully cover in this short time. But what I think I'm trying to get at is that I think that there is a myth that we as white people are told Mm -hmm. that people who are oppressed are actually the ones that are lucky and that get handouts, et cetera, et cetera. And these are really toxic beliefs that I do think we have a responsibility as white people to call out and just acknowledge that like this is what we were spoon fed and we do not want to perpetuate these ideas. Yeah. I don't even know if that's worth acknowledging, but I think it is. I do think that is like a consequence of whiteness, mm-hmm. right? Because you're like, well, I guess I do have most everything um, <laughs> except the thing I want, which is attention for something sad. Yes. Because that is how so much media is packaged, right? Where right. you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, I find like when I apply to like programs for grants or anything that is just like are you marginalized in any way it is like it's right. really like tell us your sob story yeah and like you really have to like sell that part of like your identity and it feels so bad to just be yeah. like mm, yeah this feels like the b-roll of my mm-hmm. my news story where it's just like i hope yep. i get my dreams but yeah in the meantime here's something devastating that happened to me please enjoy my trauma porn yes i do think it is part of unlearning white supremacy Mm -hmm. is this like addiction to but i'm also marginalized or like but i this is also my b-roll sob story and like i do specifically think as a white kid growing up in middle class there was this glamour attached to trauma and Mm -hmm. oppression Mm -hmm. that like i just would be interested if that is a common experience amongst white kids specifically yeah, I mean, I don't think I I didn't have like that specific fantasy. <laughs> but like yeah, it is very much the oh, I'm getting a lot of like feedback from media that to struggle is interesting. Yes. Which yeah, uh, is that like some kind of reverse psychology to be like can't possibly be white supremacy because look at all of these ways that you can struggle. Right. And it's like no. I'm pretty sure you're making this an individual problem, but systemically, 
that it's white supremacy big time. Yeah. Yes. I agree with you. Like it, I think that's also why it feels bad to be like, are you, are you white, but different in any way? And it's like, it's like, no, I'm like regular, I'm regular white. I'm not trying to find like my, my loophole. Right. Um, is what it, yeah. Like, it's like, it doesn't absolve me from my whiteness. Absolutely. Cause any like marginalized identity that you do hold as a white person, of course, will always be underscored by the fact that you are white and that inherently brings privilege. Of course, yeah. I'm saying the very obvious, but I think right. it's just like... Oh, it always bears repeating, you know? Like it's yeah, like a good, yeah, it's right. a good quarterly reminder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Um, but, but I yeah. think, yes, I think that that was also the era of like Extreme Makeover Home Edition, like all of these shows that were like, look at this suffering. It was also like Ellen doing the most of like giving people cars and houses and yeah. all of that. It's just like, look at this suffering person mm-hmm. and now they get this huge mansion. And as a kid, you're just like, oh, if I am a sad enough story, I get everything that I want. And like with no exploration around societal systemic things that are putting these things in place. It's not just like this isolated incident. There was also, I think I told you and Sam about this when it happened, but iHeartRadio, was it iHeart? I think it was Uh iHeart. Had this promotion last year that was like, Ryan Seacrest will pay your bills. Oh, sure. <laughs> it was like so dystopian of like, mm-hmm. Ryan Seacrest pays your bills. Yeah. And like with all this radio edit. Yeah. Well, it's I just, mean, growing yeah. up, that was, uh, I think my local radio station, Z100, like New York. It's like, mm-hmm. it was constantly like, we'll pay your rent. We'll pay your bill. Like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, the way you have to sell yourself in exchange for help. I think yes. is also like, yeah, it has very much like, why are we doing these quote unquote nice things for people televised? Why am I doing the Black Mirror song and dance to yes. like, please, I no, I'm worse off than you. Now it's a competition. Right. It, um, for entertainment sake. Yeah, exactly. For us to consume. Yeah. And I think this type of setup also contributes to the idea, again, that these are like isolated incidents. Mm-hmm. And that these are an abnormality mm-hmm. instead of looking at the whole systemic impact about the fact that we even have people that are suffering in a society where we have so much excess. Like it's Absolutely. just, it takes it all into the individual, which that's what capitalism thrives off of. And really any hierarchy mm-hmm. at all, whether it is white supremacy and race or classism or whatever, like these hierarchies fuel off the idea that there is someone worse off than you mm-hmm. and we can help that person but like generally everything's fine and yeah. anyone has the opportunity to get themselves in a better place or mm-hmm. like get themselves higher up on the right. hierarchy. It's, it's on you. Like you, yes. if you're not further up the ladder, it's because you're not climbing as hard as you could. And it's like, that's not, the ladder for so many people is broken. Yes. So look at the ladder, not the person. If the ladder ever even existed yeah. in the first place. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Ghost ladder. Really. Right. It's just like so dystopian to look back at that era of television, which still has remnants today. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying we have grown out of this era of reality television. Yeah, I'm like, I watched the newest season of Queer Eye, which is very much like, oh, and here's how yes. your life is hard. And this yep. is why you deserve help. And it's like, I do think how they change certain people's lives is lovely. But also you have to look at like, who qualifies for television? Um, right. Why are you doing this for television? Yep. Etc. Hundred percent. And yeah. who actually gets the profits of that experience in mm-hmm. the end? Yeah. 
for television. Yeah, it's just so dystopian to look back and then, and even to be a consumer of this media mm-hmm. and even just this false empathy. Like when the first thing that I talked about of the like, oh, this hurts my heart and I have homework to do. Mm-hmm. That again is speaking to this very huge disconnect of what true compassion and joining with and collective care and community actually is. It's Mm -hmm. such a, I'm going to consume this. I will feel bad for you and then therefore feel good about myself Mm -hmm. and then move on with my day. Mm -hmm. And like it, it again is just this pacifier as we all exist in this hell. The way that we are able to lean back on these individual experiences without looking at the systemic harm and impact of them. Mm -hmm. And then all also to consume, like literally consume these things Mm -hmm. as entertainment is just like truly fucked me up, fucked us all up. I think it just like the epitome of what this segment asks. (laughs) I think that's huge. Uh, Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. I've also had this existential crisis before in the like in the thought prison of is selflessness as we've like watched it or like learned it, is it not always selfish because you're doing it to make yourself feel good as well Um, yes and i we don't have time but oh my god truly (laughs) uh, yeah but like i i get i fall into that a lot of just like well yeah are can you be truly selfless because you're getting something out of this i love that you're bringing this up i am in a group of therapists and um i'm gonna have to think we'll put it in the show notes if i can find it but there's a zine that uh therapists put out they might have left the field i'm not sure but it was basically really critiquing this idea of empathy which the world of therapy is built on Mm -hmm. basically like the idea and concept of empathy is in and of itself immensely selfish and the ego Mm -hmm. because it is assuming that if you tell me you're sad and I say, I know I understand that, I I feel that for you as well, that I know what your sadness feels like. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of this like big critique of like, what are we even doing when we say that we practice empathy and we understand what other people experience? Um, I think that there's also like, a lot of different definitions of empathy and there's nuance to that, of course. But I think that there's something really worth critiquing when we are consuming media or when we are doing collective abolitionist work of like, where am I centering myself in this? What part of this is just for my own sake and virtue signaling? And also like, to what extent can I actually even understand this? That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean we don't try, but like, it's just if we land on this idea that I fully understand this and don't continue exploring like that's gonna get us in a bad spot because Mm -hmm. there's just an infinite lotus that blooms of understanding the human experience of ourselves and other people right i can say i understand but i have no idea i i I don't know every factor of your life Mm -hmm. i cannot live like cannot put myself in your shoes we have not had the same experience i intellectually understand right yeah it's like i don't I don't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's like, yeah, sounds hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds hard. Yeah. Uh, looks hard on American Idol for sure. Oh my God. But. American Idol just as, I don't know. Anytime I watch any of these, like America's Got Talent, any of these like shows now, 
I almost like need shows to not have like non-reality star or influencer people in them. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just feels so Hunger Games to me. Like, I love how the new Traders season is all reality stars because there's just like they've already opted in level. That's what I mean. Like, I think there's a certain level. There's a limit to the consent you can give to reality TV. And it really is hard to watch people get churned through the machine. Yeah. That don't fully understand what they're signing up for. Right. Like, I think, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Like, all of these players on Traders have already had the experience. They know what it's like. Yes. Sure, they're playing a different game, but, like, they know what this has done to them and their life. So they... Yes. They're, they're, yeah, pretty knowledgeable about the consequences of being like, I'll do this again. at least, like, only having people on reality shows if they're like actually getting paid a livable wage to be on there like sure. these just people that are like volunteering to be part of this machine mm-hmm. I, it just is like really hard for me to watch because again I just have questions about consent and what people actually are able to sign up for yeah. don't even get me started on children on the internet sure but that is for another time yeah, yeah, yeah. I will read any essay watch any video essay about the state of reality television and the working class. Yeah, I think here's my pitch <laughs> term limits in Congress or any kind of like political thing. Yes. If you want to continue being in the public space, you have to be on reality TV. Um, if you are right. a retired politician, there we go. Everything you've been doing <laughs> it, like in back rooms. I want to see you on my television. Now you little bitch, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> get it out in the open. Um, do you have a, that fucked me up for this week? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just like in the in the comparison scale of uh, where we just got to with American Idol. I'm like, and I'm taking us to the mall. Um, yes, I'm ready. Wait, I do think that the, I got my orange Julius ready. Yeah. Um, okay. So what has what fucked me up was this kind of myth of I'm from New Jersey, the land of malls and diners. Uh, So I spent most of my leisure time just walking around the mall with my mom or my friends, you know, and was not my mom, my best friend. I was not hers. Um, (laughs) Have since learned not not true either way. Um, (laughs) But just this myth in middle school of you could be discovered at the mall. Beautiful. Like just this idea that at any point walking with (laughs) walking in your group, you could be singled out by some model scout. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you know someone that this happened to? Not a single person. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I have met people in my adult life that did happen to. I am sure it has happened. It it happened to no one in my immediate circle, but that did not ever make it feel less possible. Sure. So just like this idea of like walking around the mall, I guess a little bit in the same vein of like, oh, my life is the B-roll for my uh, (laughs) my character's package on a TV show. Walking around the mall, just assuming you're being perceived by someone unseen. I'm just imagining you like with a stack of headshots under your arm as you are like sipping your Wetzel's pretzels soda. Yeah. Just like that's what was in my shopping bags. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just like this idea of not 
even that I thought I, it wasn't even so much that I was like, at the time I was like, I'm so beautiful. Of course I'll be discovered. But just like knowing that like that could happen. Yep. Just like the idea of you, like, I guess like it's a little, yeah, Truman show of like, I'm being watched by someone. I would have little, we've talked about the Truman show before, but Mm -hmm. like, I really, uh, similar to the stick along the fence, like would love, I would always be acting out main character energy Mm -hmm. and not in an effective way, just in a like trying on silly hats. Like I'm in a little fashion montage just Mm -hmm. in case someone's walking by and they're like, Hey, you really got it. kid." Which I do think is a a consequence of like the television and like the media we were consuming of just like, why do why do we all think I mean I'm sure that's like how social media has exploded in this way yes. where it's just like why do we think we have to be on all the time? Yes. Um that someone is Absolutely. just like capturing our story without us knowing. And I wonder what that's like even more so for Gen Z, Gen Alpha who have been raised even more so around iPhones and things. Yeah. Um, Wow. We're really getting sociopolitical today. I love it. But yes, I think that there was definitely, it was also just the era of being able to see shows. Like when we had Sam on, she was talking about Lizzie McGuire, like Mm -hmm. the era of shows where people our age were getting the like star treatment. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was newer to feel like we had access to that, especially with the invention of reality television. It felt, Everything felt possible. Yeah. In a weird dystopian way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even just like not realizing for what, 10 years that like the reality and reality TV is in quotes. Right. Like to know that it is scripted, to know that it is produced. Right, 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 right. Like we were, yep. How, how could we at, you know, 12, 13, 14 have the media literacy to know that like, oh, of course this is being produced. Yes. I don't know that. Spoiler alert for The Hills coming up. When they zoom out on the last scene of The Hills and it's a set, Uh nothing impacted me more in my whole life. (laughs) That was like, that was all anyone was talking about was like, could you, can you believe that that was like fake? Yeah. And even now, like there are interviews with the cast members of the Hills and Laguna Beach that like everyone's still shocked that like the relationships were fake or that like there were people cast specific. Like, I think that people are still shocked by this. Well, it, it feels like uh, one of like the biggest lies of like your adolescence, right? It's like, oh, yeah, learning Santa isn't real. <laughs> yeah. Where you're just like, oh, I took that like my first breakup. Like uh-huh. this just like I thought. I thought everything was fine. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So yeah, to just like really feel abandoned by a show you had trusted. Yep. So yeah, so I was having a lot of my own Laguna Beach moments at the mall. Did you have like star search? Per- like I learned as an adult more mm-hmm. about like they would have like performances at malls where kids would like sing and stuff as sure. like star search vibes. Yeah. I. Did you see those? I don't know. I don't recall. Yeah. You know, the way I <laughs> the way I would go to the mall and uh yeah, if it seemed like there were too many people and this really should have been an indicator of like so many things. I just like turn to my friends or my mom and I'd be like, I don't I don't need to be here right now. Like there's just, yeah. too, there's just too many people. So yeah, like if there were like performances, yeah, yeah. Th- that would have drawn a crowd and I'd be like, well, I don't oh want to be over God. there. There was a <laughs> period of my life 
where I went to a church that met in the movie theater of a mall because I was kicked out of the other church for rolling my eyes in youth group. So I, I went to a different church and they met in the movie theater of the mall. And we, one year around the holidays, put on like a holiday music show uh-huh. songs in the mall as people were shopping mm-hmm. like full pa system whatever but like these were like really corny like contemporary christian christmas these weren't like your you, these weren't your classic carols these mm-hmm. were like new songs about baby jesus coming to earth to save everyone and my sister had a clarinet solo. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Oh she gosh. did great. But imagine shopping as a clarinet solo is just happening. Yeah. I just like, we didn't have the star searching, but I certainly sang weird Christmas Christian songs as people from my high school were like walking by yeah. or my middle school or walking by just humiliating. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I felt like a star. You were searching for yourself and you found, <laughs> you found your star. I was my own star yeah yeah. (laughs) let's move on to social cue cards do you have a so okay this i should introduce what this is probably uh social cue card is where we each provide a situation for which we need a formal social cue as in what was i supposed to do in the situation or what should i do in the future when i encounter something similar Mm -hmm. do you have one for today yeah this one's like pretty uh general slash generic but um (laughs) It's mostly just a question. Should we really be saying anything special like when we're checking into a place? Like, do you know what I mean? Like you're at like a reception desk or like uh, at a hotel and it's so much dead air. Yes. And I do just want to- With the clicking and the clacking mm -hmm, of the keys. And I do just Mm want to like allow a person to like do their job and if like they can opt into a conversation. But I, it's also, (laughs) it's also the, the time of my life that I can- fixate it on a point on a wall for the longest yes yes and here i love that you're asking about this because i think i recently discovered i don't have to fill the space mm-hmm. you the social cuties have known i've learned this while on the podcast that this is this is the lesson i'm currently learning you heard me learn it yeah in real time <laughs> I think you saying that thing of like, can I just, I don't know if it was can or should, but like, can I just let this person do their job? Mm -hmm. And because I always feel like, well, curtains up, here I go, time to entertain, time to do my little dance. And I'm learning that like, also some people don't need or want that. Mm -hmm. Like that is only draining energy from me. And I think if it's like, if I'm in a good mood and Mm -hmm. it feels natural, like fine. Sure. But I am manufacturing these like, ha ha ha, joke, 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 give us the good towels. You know, like, I, just like, who's that for? Right. They're literally doing this all day, every day. They were fine without me before I arrived and they will be fine without me when I leave. Right. We are but a blip on their radar. Yes. And that's kind of how I'd like to stay. Yeah. I don't need to be the standout guest. Okay, great. What are your, but what are your thoughts? How, how does it feel for you? I'm happy to let their seas remain calm. Oh, gorgeous. But yes. yeah, I think it is just, um, <laughs> I wonder if it's almost like a, a jealousy where I'm like, well, you have an activity to do right now and I'm just standing here. They need to give us a little play keyboard like how they have those little <laughs> driving things for babies in the car we need like a little we can tippy tap okay but that's actually perfect um i would love that <laughs> like just give me something to touch 
Or, you know, let me, (laughs) let me guess what you're typing. Yes. I love when they give you just like a little brochure Mm -hmm. that, so then you can like look at that while they're doing what they need to do. Yeah. Let me look at the the map of the establishment or something. (laughs) Like I'm literally like, give me an iPad for my iPad time. (laughs) A little bit. And look, I know I have my own phone, but then that feels rude. Like I'm like waiting yes. for them to like Nikki, hurry this up. is my problem with Apple Pay because mm. I'm instantly like, yes, I will have this, this. They like tap it in. And then I look straight to my phone to pull up my Apple Pay. And then I'm just like, I hate how that feels. Uh-huh. But I don't like carrying my stuff with me. So that's kind of how it has to be. Interesting. But that feeling always feels bad to me. Yeah. I don't use Apple like, Pay. Like I feel like I should tell them like, and now I will look at my phone. <laughs> like, I don't know. It feels like the still phase experiment uh-huh. that we talked about yes. a, a few weeks ago. You're like, this isn't because of you, but I will be looking at my phone now. <laughs> yes. But it is because of them. Because it needs to pay my them. face ID. So yeah. I have to like really... Anyway, my face ID has the hardest time. I've tried to recalibrate it. So I don't yeah. know if like Your phone I is get like, bloated. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and who is this? I mean, yeah, mine mine cannot navigate sunglasses. And it's like, oh, I'm it's more, I'm usually outside trying to open my phone. If I'm inside, my phone's already open. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to unlock this. So then I, yeah, I think the social cue card for this is give me something to do then. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's silly accusatory. If, if you yeah. don't want me to talk at you, um, give me something to click clack. <laughs> You're like, and can I have my basket of fidgets, yeah. please? Bounce like some shiny <laughs> keys in front of me. Distract me. <laughs> or give me some cool like posters to look at. I will say we did uh we went to Ojai this week and as we were checking in, it was a very like easy peasy check-in experience. So this isn't necessarily like my reference, but there was a like little gift shop right in the lobby. And I was nice. like, this is correct. Now I can yes. look at all of this stuff. So. Love that. That feels right. Yep. I feel good about that. I think that there is a, the formal social cue is if you're in a good mood, have a good time, but you can. Words to live by. We are crushing words to live by this this app. But if, but you also are not responsible for their happiness. (laughs) The refrain of our lives. Yes. (sighs) Okay. Great. I love that. Um, What about you? Do you have a social cue card need? I do. This is actually sent in from a listener, if you can believe it. Incredible. I know. I would like to thank Sasha for sending this in to us. We have gotten a request for what to do when you want to stop talking in an Uber slash rideshare. Like, how do you make the transition to stop what's happening? (laughs) You open the door and roll, baby. (laughs) Anytime I get into an Uber, I'm instantly like, well, now I'm in a buddy comedy with you and yeah. we're stuck together for the next 96 minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is so real because I've absolutely, I don't mind talking in a ride share, but I feel like when I really need it to stop is when it's entered like political or right. like some kind of like hard opinion territory where I'm like, yes, why did you think I was on your team for this? People slide into that so fast yeah it is always wild to me how quickly someone thinks you're aligned with what wild things they're right. saying. and it's like is it just because you're driving and you're in charge <laughs> it's like i think i mean i wonder if some of it is 
I'm also usually exuding a lot of people pleasing energy. So yeah. like by the time we've gotten to that point, I've already affirmed their whole identity as a person. <laughs> Yeah. like how they move through the world yeah can i say this is like a little bit tangential <laughs> and i'm I like say on my podcast yeah. but i'm like yeah you're right the red lights are suggestions we can oh we can get God. there however you want <laughs> i have two things to say okay. one is i did have an uber driver fall asleep while he was driving at it and it was at a stoplight and he was fell this asleep. my therapist i know this is a real echo to that conversation oh my but God. he fell asleep i said I think it's green again out the top of my head and he drove and Michael <laughs> Michael still gave him five stars I think it was one of like our biggest disagreements to this day because oh I do almost always give a five star because yeah. it is a hard job yeah I totally get it but I was like this is truly just unsafe like yeah that's you pretty egregious be falling yeah. asleep yeah. and also it was like 5 p.m. Like it wasn't like a crazy, I don't know. Oh, I was just boy. like, you do need to, I don't know. It was also like an older white cis dude. And I felt a little like less empathetic, probably. I don't know. Right. Anyway. But it's just like, you are now engaging in behavior that can A, harm you and yes. B, other people. Like, yes. you just like, I, I'm. You have to stay awake. I'm yeah. sorry, my guy, but this, you simply must stay awake. Yeah, it's kind of like rule one of driving. Um, you gotta yes. keep those peepers open and on the road. <laughs> so, okay, but the, the other tangential Uber story I want to tell is that there was, within, this is more in line with what the social cue request is, which mm -hmm. is we were talking, I felt very trapped in the conversation because we're chatting, and the driver. I asked if he just does Uber, if he does other things with his time, what he enjoys doing. I was trying to stay away from work conversations because that's boring. But he was like, oh, yeah, I'm a welder. And I just that week had started getting a lot of welding videos oh, on wow. my TikTok. Okay. <laughs> like just a lot of like ASMR videos mm -hmm. that were just like, here's like this beautifully welded thing that's very even. So I then said, oh, I've been watching a lot of videos and TikToks about welding. That's like been something I've been really into lately. And then this man pivots immediately into yeah, my wife and kids, like this, I, like thought that I was hitting on him, like was really just like, yeah, no, my wife uh, truly was just giving me the vibe of like my wife. And He's I was like, like oh, yeah, another person expressing a shared interest. Obviously, it's flirting. <laughs> yes. But I was Men just so annoyed. No offense. And just like. Ugh, I know. I I was truly just like, "What's your wife like?" <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, right. "I don't know, You're dude." Like, like grasping sorry. at straws, and it's like, "Does she weld as well? Why are we talking about her?" Yeah, yeah. I think I actually I pivoted into because he was talking about how they had just had a baby, and mm. so that I just started talking about like, "Oh, you must be exhausted. You must be so tired." You know, like trying yeah, to do that, right? You're like, what's the baby's name? Weldon? He dropped me off at the Ruby Fruit, so I hope he knows that I was not hitting on him. The TikTok discourse probably means, no, he doesn't even know what that place is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I know. Yeah. He was like, this is a place I can go, right? <laughs> yeah. Why would any place be off limits to me? I'm allowed oh, everywhere. Man. But sorry, back yeah, no, no, no. to the matter at hand. Yeah. How to stop talking in an Uber slash ride chair when you're done doing that. When you're done. This is going to be hard because I've never successfully, I will talk for as, like, even when it becomes, like, ideologically, like, <laughs> a disaster to keep going, I will find anything to be like, no, and you're good. And you're, 
in charge yeah. of my life and my yeah. luggage. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I can't jeopardize that you will stop this car <laughs> on my way to my flight. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yes. Yeah. How do you, headphones feel pretty standard. You know what I mean? Headphones feel To good. just be like, oh, yeah. I have to, I have to, um, I have to take a work call. And then you're just like, mm-hmm. well, this leads me to what mm-hmm. I have done in the past. And okay. I want to stop doing it because I really, I am growing as a person. I am moving away from the subterfuge and the lie. Okay. I want everyone to know this and hold me accountable. I am trying to work on this because it is a fear response that I do. And sure. I want to live more solidly like the man on the boat with the hat and the net. That's <laughs> my goal. The man on the I love that. Um, on your scale, the level of lying you do is subterfuge. And <laughs> like the movie we watched was a spy thriller. And I would say <laughs> you wouldn't have even made like an extra in that movie. Like your level of lying. Like it's just. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that, but I have really tried to work on it. Okay. But in the past, can I can I actually do an impression of what I have done in the past? <laughs> I would love that. We can totally cut this if it's not interesting. But this is what I'll do. I'll be like, oh yeah, that's so interesting. Oh hold on, I actually have to take this call. I think my mom is calling. Hi mom. Note the note how high the voice is. Mm-hmm. Hi mom. No. Are you serious? Well, I talked to her earlier and that's exactly what she told me. So I thought, right. No, I know. Well, I guess I can look at. No, you go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can look at flights. I do have points. I know, but I have points. Okay. Et cetera, et cetera. This goes on for 20 minutes. Can I tell you, though, Man, I would is, much rather do that. This is a mistake <laughs> because if I'm the driver, I need to know what's happening. And so you hang up that phone call. I have a million questions. What airline do you have points for? <laughs> Listen, I can go all day. Southwest, baby. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. I just like, and then, but then what's so fun is I get caught up in my own drama and then oh. I'm having fun. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is, this is so juicy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it that was my favorite game to play when I was like much younger and just like alone. Like I would yes. just like yes. talk out loud, but one sided. Yes. And yes. I don't remember any of the drama, but oh God, were they good. <laughs> <laughs> This, I also, pantomiming, very yeah. fun for me. I've been continuing with my lip syncing journey and love Stunning. doing a back and forth with two people in the scene. Yeah, really embodying But But it. that is usually what I do. I usually will just pretend that I'm on a phone call and something has happened. Yeah. Something is amiss. And mm-hmm. then sometimes, like, if I feel like that's running dry, then I'll be like, okay, let me call Michael. Let me call you back. Then I'll, like, do that. I'll be like, Michael. Did you talk to her? And this is also an improvised conversation. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Amazing. Wow. You are yeah. you are you are juggling scenes <laughs> in the back of this car. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's what in the past I I will have done. But I'm wondering if there is a way to live honestly. <laughs> I feel like it's hard in the back of somebody else's car if they have already started talking to like what's like the the kind way do you know what i mean like i mean there is just like a simple do you mind if i put in headphones i've just had a long day yeah i I think think that that's that's fair yeah and then you have to 
hopefully you have to headphones. have headphones i know i know you, you plug your ears That's and you're tough. like i call these my headphones <laughs> do you mind if i plug my ears <laughs> i'm trying to hear my heart um do you mind if i plug my ears um <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Do you ever share an Uber with people, either pre or post pandemic? I like mean, an, it's still like pandemic, an Uber, but like, like pool. Yeah. Pre pandemic, sometimes, but uh-huh. I, like I very quickly did the math on it, and I was like, it makes no sense to save two dollars to have to go to somebody else's stop first. Yes, I know. And just like the social stress of it. Yeah. the The few times I did share a, a ride, I guess it was like pretty normal. You know, like it was just like when the conversation died, it died. I feel like when it first came out, it was one, the price difference was more significant. So it made it more worth it, I think. And in my 20s in New York, I was like, absolutely, that's what I'm going to have to do. Mm. I do remember it being a really fun people watching moment. Like Mm -hmm. it did feel very like there, especially when you get like a group of like two friends and then you like there was like fun stuff there. Yeah. But I remember there was one time where there was like this girl and she had been drinking. It was like 3 a.m. And she had a fight with someone on the phone. And then she was like, just drop me off here. And we were like in the middle of Bed-Stuy. There was like no train stop nearby. The driver was like, "Uh, I don't. And like me and the driver kind of had to work together to be like, do we just drop her off here? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I love the idea that that was a fake phone call. And that was how she wanted to get out of the conversation (laughs) just drop me off here and then she lost control of the plot and it just escalated (laughs) and then immediately had to call another car (laughs) really funny i mean i did once do like a ride share it was like new year's eve um and i was like on my way from seeing friends to a tinder hookup and i we got stuck in so much traffic that then we had to like pull off into a Popeye's because I was going to piss my pants. I was like, I'm so sorry to do this. I really have to pee. And they're like, that's okay. Like everybody was like pro me. I think I even got like the the other girl we were right i was riding with uh we exchanged phone numbers because she was like i'm kind of nervous about your date are you sure this is a good idea and i was like i think it'll be okay but then like checked in with her the next day i was like i'm still alive thank you for caring that's sweet so we really yeah bonded (laughs) wow and that's the magic of new york new year's eve um There was something, like, looking back, I feel like the rideshare situation, or the, like, Uber mm-hmm. pool situation, or even, what was the one that was, like, literally a van? You oh, could yeah. Vi? That one? Like, V-A-I? Or Via or something? Yes, Via. Something yeah. like that. Vi means um, you go in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> looking back, I'm like, I don't know if I would feel particularly I don't know I just there's something about it where I'm like I don't know if I could do but when you're in your 20s you're just like let's see what this is like yeah it was an option yeah you're like I don't have enough information to be as scared as maybe I should be although it's arguably safer than just like you and a random driver so there's that's a really good point all right I'll start taking Uber pools again Um, I do think it would give us a lot of material because I do think the social interactions in an Uber pool are their own breed of something. Okay, here's a pitch. Um, (laughs) We record one episode in an Uber pool. Um, Mickey? Yeah. 
This is brilliant. Okay. Sending out a call to any podcast network, um, reductress, anything that wants to sponsor us doing this. Anyone, please help us make these connections because I'm not doing this for free. Yeah, yeah. It's... Someone has to pay for the Uber. Yeah. But imagine carpool karaoke, but it is just um, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Car- I would do it. Car- I would do it for the plot. Social cues. Yeah. Wait, give me a pun for this. Car Q, Car Q, Social Oki. Can't do it. Can't do it. Social Oki. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be what it is. That's Social it. Oki. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! Let's get out of here. We close every episode with words to live by. These are on-the-spot phrases to guide social situations moving forward. Nikki, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. These are Nikki's words to live by in three, two, one. As I said to my cats earlier this morning, whatever you're about to do, stop. <laughs> Mindful. This is this is a practice of mindfulness. Yeah. Whatever you're about to do, you stop. Stop beautiful and can you believe it it didn't stop what they were about to do what did they do uh just like huffing and puffing because they were in each other's periphery (laughs) confidence (sighs) we could (laughs) oh wow you went low on that one (laughs) you know when you get like a bubble in your throat yeah (laughs) and you're like i have no control over my body oh i know it well it could just do yeah. anything at yeah. any time the, the gurgles of my internal volcano yeah <laughs> yeah troubling <laughs> these are mares sounds to live by oh, i felt like i was drowning in my own throat sorry yeah <laughs> are you okay Or mares sounds to die by. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm All ready. Right. These are mares' words to live by in three, two, one. Perfectionism is a busy way to live, not a loving way to live. <laughs> that That's good? yeah. Okay, That's okay, really okay, beautiful. Okay. Great, great, great. Yeah. To to have to be perfect is not loving yourself. I love no. that. Or others, really. Yeah. How the are you gonna love others? Yeah. If you're trying to be perfect. Okay. Wow. As I RuPaul think we... says. <laughs> I love so that much. RuPaul is the only person I ever quote and never correctly. <laughs> Please never change. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, wow. Uh, maybe for the first time, those are really... Those were real ones? Two What did I say? Good Perfection ones. is a busy way to live, not a loving way to live. Is that what I said? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was gone from my body. And <laughs> then something came through, something yeah. channeled, and yeah. now I'm back, and now I have learned from the wisdom. You were like, and then was... I heard you say, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I knew it was safe to come back. <laughs> You're like, I had closed the door, but I'm back in the room. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think we did some um, good long work here today. We really clocked some hours, hey. I would say. Sometimes you, you gotta. You gotta dig. You gotta dig. <laughs> uh.
All right. Well, okay. On that word, bye. Bye. <laughs>